What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freedom Fighters for America World Radio at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. We're happy to announce that we will be uh, doing shows once more and uh, again. And uh, we thank the listening audience for your patience and support during our long hiatus off the air. And now we are back. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, on May 5th, 2016, Al Cup. Uh, Al is a former action officer from the Joint Chiefs of Staff out of the Pentagon, now retired and up next. Now the Battle Hymn of the Republic to start the show. Freedom Fighters for America World Radio is sponsored by Freedom Fighters for America. Thank you for tuning in. We want to thank the listening audience for being patient as we upgrade to our new uh, radio equipment here at Freedom Fighters for America World Radio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, we'd like to welcome back uh, the host of this show, Al Cuppet. Al, welcome back, sir. All right. How you doing there, Brother Chris? Thank you, man. Oh. I appreciate you getting her back on the air. And by the way, folks, we've been off... Uh, 
couple, three weeks from Omega Man. We've been off quite a while from Freedom Fighters, but uh, it's a strange thing. But we're back on the night on both programs. So, uh, as Chris said, without any further ado, I want to read a scripture to you. I've read it to you before. And it's from the 21st chapter of Luke, and it starts in the verse 25 to 26. There shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts filling them for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now, folks, the... uh, I've got a recording tonight to play, but I want to tell you something. There are fires burning up in Alberta, Canada. They are horrendous. Burned 1,600 homes in a place called Fort something up there. And I'm telling you right now, those folks' hearts are feeling up there looking after the things that are coming up on Alberta. These forest fires are horrendous. Anyhow, before any further going on, I want us to pray. We need to pray every time, of course, and I want you all at, behind your computers and behind your telephones when you're listening. I want you to join me in prayer, and each time I mention a need, you just say, Amen, Lord, so be it, Jesus, so be it. In concert prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit is magnified many times over. I've got it figured out, and uh, I may have a chance to explain it, but maybe another time. And for right this minute, I better get a call drop. Hang on, folks. We got uh, have an hour tonight. I've got 47 minutes of recording, and I'm going to start the prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to be with us tonight. I ask you to bless this producer, bless this network, bless the listeners. Forgive us, Lord, of words, trespasses, or deeds, or sins we might have before we go before thy throne, before thy altar. We know what you promised, O Lord, you're able to perform. Thank you, Jesus, and we trust you for it. Thank you for your blessings, past, present, and future. And now, Lord, we pray for Benjamin Netanyahu tonight in the state of Israel. We pray for Reuben Rivlin and Zev Galinsky. We pray for the elect and the very elect as this time comes upon us. We pray, O Lord, for our Jewish friends that they might escape this coming Holocaust, which is bearing down upon us at record speed. Lord, I pray for Jack and LaDonna tonight, out in the state of Texas, be with them. We pray for Kevin, we pray for Mark, pray especially for Tina Maria, and we thank you for Rhonda, Lord. Things are getting better down there. We thank you for Rhonda. We pray for the Johnsons in Arizona. We pray for Linda, Tammy, Austin, Myron, and Ted, Lord. Ed and Scott and the other siblings, Lord, if there be one that's unsaved, we ask that you save that soul at any cost. We pray for Rosemary in the nursing home. We pray for Jim and Phoebe up in Maryland, Lord, that you might pray for us as we pray for them. We pray for Karen's husband for salvation. We pray for Tony. We pray for Brian. We pray for Dawn and Dave in Ohio. We pray for Don, my son. For Mike and David, we plead the blood of Jesus over those boys. We pray for Joyce, Kathy, and Joyce, and uh, Leslie, Lord, bring them home safely each night. We pray for Linda, for Pat, Ted, and Matt, Michael in Massachusetts, and Al up in Massachusetts also. We pray for Roger and Kelly and Teddy, Lord. 
Lord, the saints of God are praying, and all of us are praying to one accord, Jesus, for the needs of this prayer. We ask for Christian and Bill and Tom. We pray for Susan and the folks out in Chicago. We pray for Mary and Marjorie and Scotland, especially for for David and Cheryl in South Carolina. And we thank you for Cheryl's miracle in Nebraska, which we'll tell the folks later, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for Diane's husband. We thank you for that testimony coming up, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for Jean in South Africa, and we pray for Nancy, oh Lord, this night. We pray for Nancy tonight, Lord, in this hospice. Lord, that your mighty will might be done. You know best, Lord. We pray for Bill and Barbara. Thank you for their miracle, Lord. We pray for Tara, Sarah, Ted, and Karen in the Far East. And if there be an unspoken request that anybody has, we ask you, O oh Lord, to touch that need this night. If we missed anybody, pick up that need, Lord. We've also asked for Cheryl's son and daughter. She's asked for prayer for her son and daughter, and we pray for them tonight, Lord, saints of God interceding. And now, Lord, bless this program, the listeners and the producer. In the name of Jesus, we ask it, O Lord, amen and amen. All right, folks, I got a recording here. I want you to hear it. And when I took it from Brother Bob, he said to me, he said, uh, Al, is there a deep uh, ocean off the, off the Aleutian chain? And I said, well, yeah, I think it's, I'm not sure. I, it's it's a good chance it would be called the Aleutian Trench. And so I looked it up, and you know what, folks? There it was. The Aleutian Trench. And it's where the Pacific Plate subducts underneath the North American Plate. And those type of deals can really cause trouble when the subduction plate goes under the Pacific Plate, goes under the American Plate. So I want you to hear this recording now. Let me get it up here where the thing will work well. Maybe I'll just get it going here. Hang on a second. Okay, here we go. All right, yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, just kind of getting into the lane, you know. I prayed the rain, but I didn't want this much. <laughs> Is it raining where you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's raining for days and days. Well, it's not raining here now, but it has rained for days and days. Okay, well, I'm ready to record, brother. The Lord be with us and bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Whenever you're ready. Okay, go. All right. Well, this is what the Father had shown a few days ago with regard to judgment upon the earth, owing to the fact that as it Hang on, folks. What's going on here? Hang on a second. Do this over again. Hold on one. Okay, hang on. If, uh, if you want to put in contact me, Lord, you write me at Wolf Virginia, 
uh, I can answer your letters. I'll do whatever I can to help you. Got to figure out how to make this thing go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. All right, yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, just kind of getting into the rain, you know. I prayed for rain, but I didn't want this much. <laughs> Is it raining where you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's rained for days and days. Well, it's not raining here now, but it has rained for days and days. Okay, well, I'm ready to record, brother. The Lord be with us and bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Whatever you're ready. Okay, go. All right. Well, this is what the Father had shown a few days ago with regard to judgment upon the earth, owing to the fact that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be with the coming of the Son of Man. I was simply sitting down reading and the Father showed a dual-phase diametric tsunami. I do not know what that means in geological, hydrographic terms. But what the Father showed was this. Now, you correct me, Al, if this is incorrect. There is something called the Aleutian Trench about seven miles deep out in the Pacific. Is that correct? That sounds right, yeah. All right. Off those islands, yeah. What the Father showed, and this involves the mathematics of astrophysics, which I do not understand. I can only share what the Father has shown, that with the rotation of the Earth's elliptical orbit, Sometimes, uh, Mercury and Venus come between the Earth and the Sun and will help in some minor way deflect the solar flares that are composed of protons, electrons, neutrons, and there's something dealing with ions there. However, there is coming a point when Mercury and Venus will not be in alignment with the Earth to the point where it will deflect that solar storm. Also, Mars will be in a position behind the Earth to draw that solar storm towards itself and the outer regions of the solar system, meaning that the stress on the Earth with the electromagnetics of the solar storm and the gravitational pull away from the Earth is going to cause the platelets that form west and east of the Aleutian Trench to be drawn inward towards the Earth's core like a rubber band, you can pull something to an extent that when you release it, it bounces back. And so it is with a rubber band, so it is with the platelets of the Earth in this instance. They're going to be drawn towards the core of the Earth, and when they're released, the energy 
pushes upward to the extent that it is going to cause a deeper wind in the Earth's crust there at the Aleutian Trench, while at the same time there will be two tsunamis created, one with the western side, one with the eastern side. The one with the western side is going to create a wall of water that will range anywhere from the low side of, say, 150, 200 to the high side of 300 and 400 feet heading westward. What this will do is literally scour the islands of the western Pacific, virtually wiping them clean of infrastructure and life as we know it. That will include parts, if not all, of Japan. Parts, if not all, of Taiwan. However, the Father has shown that his hand, his right hand, is going to curl around Taiwan and act like a sea break so that when this wall of water comes up against it, it will slosh over it and pass around it north and south, but it will not have the same impact as it will have on Japan, on the Isles of the Pacific, in parts of north and northeastern Australia. Korea will suffer horrendously, both south and north but especially the north, because of the wave action by the currents of the Pacific in that area, North Korea is going to be virtually devastated. Now, consider what China is doing, building islands where there are no islands, or restructuring what is there to create a larger island. That includes the military bases that they are establishing at this point. What the Father showed is that they're going to be washed away, brother. All of the equipment, all of the infrastructure, and all the personnel is going to be wiped clean as if those islands had never ever been rebuilt and restructured. China, East Coast, is going to suffer horrifically. So much so that it is going to impact their global economy. And they're going to have to bring monies that they are investing globally to create what might be called the China sphere of influence, just like Japan wanted to create a Sinosphere of influence. It will be necessary to bring that money home to restructure, rebuild, and take care of the people, especially along the eastern coast. With regard to North Korea, it will suffer horrifically because... China will not be able 
to take the monies it needs for its own country and people to help prop up the North regime. Now, the fishing vessels of Japan, China, North Korea, Australia, that are in that funnel. The father showed these waves, literally this wave, literally picking them up and turning them upside down, pushing them downwards, literally sinking them, even if they are built to be virtually unsinkable. There is much concern about North Korea's and China's submarine fleet. The father showed that this wave is going to have such hydrographic force that it is going to hit these submarines, which normally can go deep and be out of the zone of danger. No matter how deep they go, it does not make any difference in this instance because the force of this wave is picking up bottom debris from the ocean. Everything from small sand particles to large, heavy boulders. These submarines, the father showed, with the force of the hydrographics and the debris, are literally being pummeled beneath the sea and imploding and sinking right where they are. They will not survive. This also includes North Korea's launch facilities for their missiles, as well as their nuclear facilities. They're going to be devastated, my brother, and their people are going to suffer horrifically from the radiation released from the destruction of this tidal wave. Now... The one heading east, again, I'm not certain I've ever read or heard or seen in any documentary anywhere that since the history of mankind, there has been a diametrically opposed shockwave, one heading west, one heading east, where two tidal waves are created. This is what is going to happen. The one heading east will devastate the Hawaiian Islands. What took place on the 7th of December, 1941 will be hailed in significance to what this tidal wave will do to Pearl Harbor. When it passes the Hawaiian Islands and some of the smaller ones will be almost as if they are now non-existent. They will be scrubbed so clean from the force of this water. That when this wave hits the west coast of America, there will be horrific devastation and destruction. Unless the Golden Gate Bridge is far enough inland and built to withstand tidal wave destruction, that bridge is going to crumble. San Francisco is going to be horrifically devastated. It's going to be scoured clean in some areas. Further up the coast, 
planet Earth's judgment. What if this transition of illusion trench being drawn inward and then being released outward like a rubber band? There is something called the Ring of Fire about the Pacific Basin. When this earthquake, this releasing of this energy takes place, various volcanic areas around the Ring of Fire will be set in motion from the smallest a volcanic eruption to some of the largest known in the last 500 to 1,000 years. Now think about this. The ring of fire about the Pacific Ocean with multiple volcanoes being released and erupting for all practical purposes simultaneously. The destruction of the lava flows Look at what happens when that lava reaches the sea. It produces noxious gases. Plus, the plumes of smoke that, that are released in these ash plumes will literally circumvent the Pacific Rim, creating a ring of an ash cloud that will disrupt communications of airborne and seaborne. The ships at sea, if they're not severely damaged and are destroyed by these two diametric uh, tidal waves, the ash that will come down will so weigh them down that they will become less than seaworthy. And their communications will be disrupted because of this dome of ash over the Pacific. Therefore, any help and assistance which will be called for will not be available to them. Take a look at the prevailing winds of the Earth at that time. America... Canada, Mexico, Central America, South America will literally experience what they will call a living rain of fire because of the hot ash coming down on these land masses. Again, communications, agriculture, infrastructure will all be severely hampered and or devastated. The Earth, in that instance, in the illusion trench, again, according to geology and hydrographics, will be described as a severe, if not extreme, split in the Earth's crust. What this will do is water will rush deeper into the trench. And when water rushes into that hot area, it will produce an expansion and contraction of such 
devastating force. It will release magma from deep inside the earth, and the earth will shift a little bit on its axis and begin to slightly, but ever so slightly and perceptively begin to wobble. It may not seem like much, but it will be enough to cause the GPS systems to become errant. It will be enough that structures that are not built to specific codes to withstand geographic, such as earthquakes, or the shaking that comes from volcanic eruptions, their structures will begin to crack, and many of them will become uninhabitable, affecting everything from manufacturing to housing. It will produce, that is, this ring of fire and volcanic activity. It will create what is going to be called, in meteorology, a small fog. Not just for days or weeks, but months. When the sun should be shining, in order that agriculture can produce the food stores for Earth's inhabitants. This small fog will now permit the sun to shine as it normally would and devastate crop yields, not just for that season, but for three to ten seasons to come because of the ash that will come down on the ground. Sometimes ash can help add uh, nutrients to the soil, but because of what it is going to bring forth from deep inside the earth, it will be more acidic, and it will produce lowering levels of agricultural production. I am not a farmer, therefore all I can do is share what the Father has shown. Now, Israel, oil plus gas plus new power sources that they are about to release to the world that they are in the process of bringing to market. They already have these sources in their think tanks and quietly testing. This is going to produce dangerous conflict for them in the Middle East because oil decreases its need. And with the gas production that Israel is about to place itself on the world market to sell, the oil-producing nations are going to point to Israel as the cause of their problems. Economically, therefore socially, therefore impacting their governments and causing their people to question the religion of Islam, 
these nations are going to come together and say, we must remove Israel's place so that we retain ours in the global economic, the global political, as well as the global religious sphere. However, what they are not aware of is that the gas is going to make Israel more than just a world player in the gas industry. Israel is going to become the world's number one producer of gas. Now, I know that there are different types of gas. Again, I'm not a petroleum expert, but this will be both liquefied and in the gaseous state. Therefore, the conflict will be, do we side with the Middle Eastern nations against Israel and therefore cut off our gas supply as well as our oil from what Israel is about to bring to market? Or do we side with the enemies of Israel? It will produce horrific governmental conflicts internally. What this will do is cause Russia to say enough is enough because Israel will have begun to produce the gas that Europe and Scandinavia and other nations which are purchasing from Russia no longer need Russian gas and therefore Russia will say we must come against our competitor take it so that it increases our supplies and we therefore become the world's number one gas producer and seller along with the oil. What this will do is create the scenario even deeper and broader than what it is at this moment. We're in Ezekiel 37, 38, and 39. The world is teetering on World War III. China is about to repeat the mistakes of Japan, thinking that they are the world's oldest and greatest civilization. That goes back thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. And they are going to use North Korea as their puppet auxiliary military force against South Korea, against the Isles of the Southwest Pacific, and to threaten Hawaii, Alaska, Canada, America, mainland. But God is going to intervene. But not until it is seen that China's mindset, militarily and politically and economically, is almost exactly in lockstep with the Sino 
economic sphere of Japan, which it was creating prior to and during World War II. This will cause China to look westward and say, this will have to be put on hold for the present. We are a patient people historically, and we will side, and we will go in with the Middle Eastern countries to come against Israel, whom they will consider to be the scourge of the earth politically and religiously. With that, having been said, here is what is developing for us as America. As it looks now, Donald Trump is going to be the GOP banner carrier. Hillary Clinton very possibly will be the Democratic banner carrier. It means that there is going to be an eruption at the very soul of America. The younger generations are looking more and more towards socialism, feeling that having gone through the cycle of education and looking at their marketability in employment, failing horrifically, and leaving them on the outside looking in and wondering what in the name of common sense has happened. We were promised a future. We paid for our future through our education, and now we have outstanding bills that we can no longer pay, and we're having to go back and live with different members of our family and declare for all practical purposes bankruptcy and all of our dreams and visions and hopes and wants and wishes for the future are literally dissolving before our eyes. They're going to start turning their concepts towards socialism, which is a completely failed political economic system. Yet they are already doing it, whether America is aware of it or not. The other side of this is a man called Donald Trump with statements such as, I will build the wall. Look at what just happened out west in California. It was not necessarily Californians. It was illegals and immigrants waving not the American flag, but the Mexican flag. In other words, insurgency. An internal revolution has already begun, not necessarily with America's own citizens, but with the immigrants and the illegal aliens that have been permitted to come in, they are taking our system and using it against us to foment rebellion, which will spill over into revolution. And not the kind that is just political, but an all-out shooting war. These people were permitted in this country for that very reason to cause such consternation and question about our own soul, our own spirit, 
our own Constitution, our own Declaration of Independence, our own Bill of Rights, our own Federalist Papers, that what will happen between now and the GOP convention is going to be a hair-trigger time. There is going to be such eruption in this country wanting to go the way of socialism and peace on this. That the GOP convention is going to be ground zero for such revolt and rebellion that it is going to be very difficult for that convention to take place. There are going to be people hurt. There are going to be, if there is not a very careful intervention, people killed, great destruction of property, and the question will be, what is happening to the GOP? What is happening to the Republican? to the Republic. When that convention concludes, and there is the Democratic Convention, it will be a firestorm of socialistic promises that cannot be kept. In other words, the Democrats and their platform are literally going to burn the house down underneath them with promises that they cannot keep towards the election. The Father showed unless there is the power of prayer, literally, fighting against the forces of evil coming against this republic, the United States of America, between 24 and 72 hours prior to the November election, revolt and revolution may break out. If that happens, this administration will declare that this election cycle is null and void and or is put on hold and the present administration will declare martial law and remain in the White House and on Capitol Hill. At that point, these safe zones, which really are FEMA camps, anyone who wants to know what they are can simply go on the Internet, Google them, and bring them up. And what they will find are the horrors of concentration camps. Take a look. Look at follow the money. Look at what this present regime, not government so much as regime, this de facto quasi-dictatorship that is evolving. They are buying up every food stock and food store they can. Why? How do you control people? You concentrate them in an area such as the camp. 
and you do not freely give to provide for them, you control the food supply. A hungry person will do almost anything, even that which they normally never would even consider in their deepest, darkest mindset for another meal. It will be controlled. Secondly, look at what this regime has done. They have bought up ammunition supplies to the point where there is a hollow point round times five for every living person on the continental United States. Hollow points are outlaws in the military for battlefield use owing to their destructiveness, which raises the obvious question, why has this regime bought up that much ammunition? And why has such departments as the National Education Association or whatever that teacher's group is called, why is it on the record that over 1,000 combat shotguns were bought and put in store supposedly for them? They have no need of shotguns. Why has the IRS purchased shotguns to make the American people pay their taxes? Doubtful. Why are these weapons being purchased and placed throughout different areas of the United States? What do the elitists and this regime know, and what are they planning for? The Father has shown that this election cycle is the most critical since the Mayflower put people on American soil to escape the religious and political persecutions from the countries from which they came. This cycle is going to decide not so much politically as economically, infrastructure, and will America wake up and repent? If America does not repent, turn around and say, God forgive us. America is going to come under such severe judgment that we will cease to exist as a republic as we know it today. People laugh and scoff and say, that is impossible. Go back in history. George Washington knelt in Valley Forge and prayed, knowing that all was lost unless some way, somehow, there was direct divine intervention, not only militarily, but through weather, through supplies, bringing more personnel into the cause. God the Father, through the work of the Holy Spirit, gave George Washington a dream. 
and show America being attacked from within as well as without. Get that, from within. And that America was on the verge of being internally destroyed with the backup of foreign advancement from the East Coast. The only thing that prevented America's complete destruction was that America turned to God in repentance. And he saw an angel come and take the torch of freedom, which he at that time had no idea about the Statue of Liberty. It was not even built. Take the torch of liberty and return it to the soul of America as once again a beacon of the land of the free and the home of the brave, but never again to be quite the nation, nationally and internationally, it once was. The Father showed that as this election cycle continues, along the West Coast, especially in California, and those areas uh, where there is an influx of illegal aliens and immigrants are going to foment revolution and rebellion. They have the mindset that what they did from the countries where they have come from, they will apply it here and make us here like they were there, or they want to enjoy all the benefits, perks, and options that are here, but still have the same culture and languages and dialects and mindset from the countries which they came. It will not work here. Nevertheless, when that happens, there's going to be a push of trust at our southern border that could very well trigger another American-Mexican war. The Father showed heavy equipment for your small armor personnel carrier all the way to the big tanks and field guns and Apache helicopters and Cobra gunships and fighters and bombers all coming against the forces that are pushing against our southern border. It is all pre-planned and is precipitating what will be considered the thrust and fall of America. When this happens, and it is very possible, within 72 hours before or after this election cycle, that the internal jihadist cells inside of America will be given the green light. If it is before, it is to disrupt the election cycle. If it is after, it is to keep the newly elected president and their administration to taking power because America will have to concentrate on survival. And they fully intend not only to use IEDs, which, by the way, our own internal security needs to pay very close attention to our bridges, 
and our tunnels, as well as our communications and infrastructure. Because what is planned is a simultaneous wave from coast to coast within minutes of each other, IEDs blowing bridges and tunnels to disrupt America's commerce and communications and travel abilities. They're already in place. And in fact, if it were to be scoured, they would find these devices already in place, awaiting the switch to go and blow. We as America need to pray that God will give knowledge and wisdom and understanding to those who need to know and locate and disarm these devices. Otherwise, not hundreds, not thousands, but hundreds of thousands and even millions of Americans will die during that initial detonation. And it is a foregone conclusion they have nukes, and they intend to detonate all five of them to create a radio umbrella over the continental United States. We again need to pray that God will give knowledge and wisdom and understanding and yes, even divine sight to find these devices and the people that are putting them together and literally destroy the devices and eliminate. What that, what that's called, Bob, is nuclear scintillations. It's called what? Nuclear scintillation. When it destroys, does it makes that uh, nuclear disruption and causes all problems and communications and stuff? Well, brother, they're getting ready, and this election cycle is, for all practical purposes, their go sign which is why there is such a spirit of consternation inside of America. And if the American people are to follow the money, they would find that the very wealthy elite are moving their monies outside of the sphere of continental United States and its financial reaches so that their finances are, to a great degree, ensconced and protected in a place that is unreachable at this point. They are also, if they've not already done it, bought properties outside of the United States. Still there? Yes, sir. Well, it sounds like somebody's trying to reach me. Okay, we can we can terminate it. All right. Okay, folks. Uh, got about three minutes here. We had some good news. Uh, our uh, sister out in uh, was praying for her husband. Her husband has never mentioned the Lord. He's never mentioned anything. And one day he came in and said, he said, well, you know, if I hadn't, if I don't have to yesterday and mess with that lawnmower, I'd have got myself hurt. You know, he says, maybe, just maybe, maybe God is watching over me. And that is the first time 
that's the first time in his life he has ever, ever uh, claimed that the Lord was looking after him or any such thing. And so he considered that a very, very uh, promising part of his life. And also, our sister Cheryl was in terrible physical condition. Uh, she was never expected to be normal again. And she said, Al, it's all hooked up again. Everything's working fine. And the doctors were really fooled by the Lord this time. Anyhow, I'm going to say a prayer for us. Father, we be with us tonight. Be with the listeners. Be with all those that are out there, Lord. Let us draw nigh unto thee. Bless our producer. Watch over him and his family, wherever they might be. And Lord, even pray for his little dog, Pearl, that you'll watch over her. Thank you, Lord, for the new equipment. Thank you for everything. We ask you to bless this program, bless the network and the listeners in the name of Jesus. Until you see you next time, good night and have a great time, folks. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, Al, and welcome back to the network. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Al Cuppet on Freedom Fighters for America World Radio at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. Thank you all for tuning in tonight, and uh, stay tuned for up-and-coming shows. Freedom Fighters for America World Radio is sponsored by Freedom Fighters for America. Thanks once again for listening in.
Thank you for tuning in to Freedom Fighters for America World Radio at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. You've been listening to Al Cuppet on May 5th, 2016. Thanks once again. Freedom Fighters for America World Radio is sponsored by Freedom Fighters for America at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. Good night, folks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.